0: But, like, all DMX music, everything that was on the radio, like, he was, in a way, he was a, a big voice of New York. And, like, there is no New York City rap without DMX, you know? I think, like, a lot of other black people in the United States, uh, I have no faith in in the system. Uh, I I don't believe that it protects me Uh At this point, it's not just the cops. It's the people that are putting guns in these cops' hands and turning them into murderers. I mean, me and my cousin listen to a lot of Stormzy, you know? But I know there's way more talent out there, you know what I mean? It's something that I got to dig into. I grew up literally like seven blocks from where Biggie grew up. I grew up literally ten blocks from where Jay-Z grew up. So it's just like, I'm I'm really from there.
1: This is DJ Sensex. This is the Hip Hop Rage Me podcast with Kota the Friend. And yo, Kota, am I pronouncing that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Kota, listen, I appreciate you taking the time out to do this. But first and foremost, what I want to know is how you got the name. How did you come up with that? Because to call somebody a friend like that—that that means something more than ever before. Because you know, we're in a cold world. There's a lot going on and everything else. And a friend, like the significance of the word friend now, is probably um, important than ever. You know, given the times that we're going through and what's been de- definitely what's been happening in the U.S. as well as the U.K. So yeah, how, how did you come up with the name? Um, Honestly, I just wanted
0: to, as an artist, I wanted to be somebody that was relatable and, you know, understanding and kind of like, you know, transparent with the people. And so I always felt like, you know, you could always use a friend, you know, and and I feel like I want to be a friend to the people that listen to me. I want to be somebody that, you know, uplifts them and helps them through tough times and always has
1: good intentions, you know. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, what 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 got you into into rap in the first place? What what made you start rapping? Um, well, me and my cousins started rapping when we were young,
0: just like trying to emulate people we saw on the TV, like Jay Z and you know Nas, DMX, uh, and then Kanye came out, and it's like we were always into hip hop culture just from what we were around, like our older cousins. We're listening to rap and so we started writing raps like literally from the point where we could write you know and um as as time progressed i just always was interested in it and by the time i got to college uh i, I spent i did a year in college and um i just was like yo i want to do this for real you know
1: All right i mean yo the, the the passing of dmx um yo that hit me man like, that, that hit me differently. And, and, I, you know, I never met him, but, like, as a DJ, I've been blazing his, his music in clubs for years and everything. So it was just kind of, you know, it's, it's definitely hurt to, you know, um, see what went down and stuff. And he's, he's always going to be missed and everything. But, you know, if you've been from New York, like, you know, for yourself, like, was there any music in particular of his that meant something to you? um well uh people i
0: think online people have kind of said that 90s kids came at the end of his like kind of of his streak but for us like dmx played an important role in the hip-hop game like literally from the from the time that i could remember but i think my favorite joint um my, it's like it's like the this, this stuff that is, this is so crazy because it's like right now it's like I'm drawing like this weird blank. And uh, but like all DMX music, everything that was on the radio, like he was in a way, he was a, a big voice of New York. And like there is no New York
1: City rap without DMX, you know. I hear that. I hear that. You, you, you're saying about, you know, the whole thing about, you know, born in the 90s and listening to hip hop. What, what, what or who meant the most to you when you was coming through? Like, which artist really, really resonated with you more than anybody else when you was coming through? Um, I think Jay-Z resonated me with
0: me more than anybody else because my brother was a big fan. He's five years older than me, and so I was always, like, stealing his CDs um, and really listening. And I was really studying Jay's cadences and... You know his style and his flow, and his wittiness, and you know, and it's not just Jay because Nas. Like I, I used to listen to people, and um, you know, I had I had phases. There was a time where I was listening to all Jay Z. There was a time where I was listening to all Nas, Biggie, Tupac, etc. So um, it's just I I was really just immersing myself in anything that I could find that was hip-hop and it was a time where I just listened to Lauryn Hill straight through like so uh New York hip-hop was like really my main influence if it was from and I I don't think that was purposeful I don't I don't think I was doing that on purpose it was just like that these were the people that uh I related to because they were talking about streets that I was familiar with and they were talking about you know, things that I was familiar with because they were from where I was from. And so uh, anything that was New York hip hop, I was like, I was binging.
1: <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, New York, right? Yes, sir. So that that must be crazy because there's so many great artists, there's generations of great artists that have come from those streets. It's like, I mean, for me as a as a fan of hip hop, like, when I used to like fly to New York and and just hit, I just I just used to hit the bows just to see what was going on and like see all these streets that I'd seen rappers that I know and love like rap about and everything. For me, it was it was totally surreal. Like it was really it is always a trip. But I mean, what was that like for yourself? Like if you're growing up in that area and you're starting to rap and you're seeing all these guys that have literally lived, you know, not that far away from where 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 you live. You know, um, I know Brooklyn's a big place, but no matter, no matter where you're from in Brooklyn, you know, when the Toys B.I.G. or Jay-Z or Doocam Click or whoever, you know, came from, it's like, you're not that far away from it, right? Yeah, no, nah, like, I I grew up literally, like, seven blocks from where Biggie grew up.
0: Where I grew up literally 10 blocks from where Jay-Z grew up. So it's just like, I'm, I'm really from there, you know what I mean? And I think listening to them talk about it, it made me feel like, it made me feel seen, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I know what it, like when Biggie says 88 on gates snatching initial name plates, it's like, bro, like, I gotta get, I gotta walk through Gates Avenue to get home, you know? And so it's just like, even as a youngin', I would always hear that and be like, yo, like, you know, it's, I feel, something in me feels like important, you know? I feel like, like all of these people in the world are listening to this music and this is where, and this is where we come from, you know? And it, I, th- I think it gave me a lot of confidence as a kid that wanted to like, you know, make raps because it's like, yo, I could talk about, you know, I could bring it like even more hyper-local and talk about where I'm really from. And like, even though I'm from blocks away, I could talk about what it's like over here on Myrtle and, and Washington and, you know, and these are, these are my streets. And so it made me want to like, it made me want to tell my story and my side of
1: what, what Brooklyn is to me, you know? Oh. It's dope. And, and you know what I like about what you're doing is is very, is very, very, you're in your own lane. It's very different to what everybody else is doing. Like there's a lot, there's, you know, the, the spectrum of hip hop is so huge, but what you get exposed to is kind of like one or two styles. And it's like, you know, for someone who may not have heard you before, they, they wouldn't, unless they hear what you're saying in your raps, they wouldn't know that you're from Brooklyn. Like the Brooklyn thing's associated at the moment with the whole drill thing and whatnot. And then, you know, the, the other side of hip hop, it's like the whole drip thing or the whole wave sound or whatever. But you, you're in a very, very unique wave. Like you're in your own lane. Like, is that a conscious decision or is that just you doing you? Yeah, I think it's just
0: me doing me. I feel like if people actually listen to my music more, they would you know really hear the New York influence you know but I'm the thing is my I, I what I'm taking from New York what I'm taking from uh, I guess the history of New York rap is like the real rap you know and not I'm not necessarily going with the wave that is New York City rap right now like mm-hmm. when, when I'm rapping you could if you're a fan of hip-hop in in the 90s and the 2000s then you're probably going to be a fan of me you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I'm really, I'm taking directly from those cadences and those rap styles, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I'm from, I'm from New York city, you know, i rap, rap, like I I can, I can rap with the, with the best. I feel like, you know, because I have, I feel like I have, like, I've learned from Jay-Z and I've learned from Biggie and I've learned from Nas to the point where if you put me on a record with either one of them guys, it would be like, yeah, I would fit, you know? And what I wanna do with, with music and with hip hop is just literally take that same style and those same cadences and elevate it with, you know, new sounds and new styles. Mm. I'm I'm not I'm I will never veer off completely from that because that's those are my roots and it's always gonna show up in what I'm doing. And I think by by mixing the old school New York City um rhyme schemes with like the new school sounds and the new drums and just creating something different i I think by doing that I am creating my own lane because I don't think a lot of New York artists are really doing that. I feel like mm. I feel like um like people like in like Chicago, uh like the the sound that sound is getting so you know popular because um like they kind of they did it in a more organic way where it kind of just they they took the old and they mixed it with the new and they made something dope and that became mm. a new sound like popularizing in Chicago. And I feel like um, I do the same for New York City. And I would love for a new sound to arise out of New York that, you know, mixed the old, brought it with the new, and always show love on what it was and what it is now. And and it didn't, doesn't have to be drill, and it doesn't have to be the drip and whatever is current. It could just be something new, but at the same time still showing love to the old. Mm. So.
1: I like that the most recent album that you dropped, The Killer Sunrise. Like, again, it ties into everything that we, we're saying right now. Um, and and even for you to connect with Static Selector on this, even with him, it was it was kind of different to what he normally does. It was like a different vibe, It's like a different wave altogether. Like, what how did that, how did that come about? Oh, well, me and Static have been talking for a minute about doing something
0: like this. Uh, we've done a few songs here and there but we've always been talking about doing a full project and um at some point this year at the beginning of the year i was just like bro like i think i'm ready to really and um he's i I, I pulled up at his studio he played me a whole bunch of beats
1: i took him home and it was just like that oh wow that's crazy Mm -hmm. i like the track wolves and you say that you were brought up by the wolves like how I say I brought about the Wolves because it's
0: like New York City and Brooklyn, especially. or well, that's all I really know. But it's kind of like a every man for themselves kind of situation. But at the same time, you grow up in in your own um, pack, you know, where even though it's, it, it could be doggy doggy sometimes. It's like, you know, there's loyalty in a pack and mm. everybody goes about things a certain way. So if you if you want to do things different then you really can't be part of the pack you know because everybody is kind of like everybody has an idea about how they're going to get the food you know and so when you got your own idea about how you're going to get the food you have to you have to branch off and do something do what's best for you and the thing about i say i you know i brought i was brought up by the wolves and i parted from the pack you know it's just like i feel like I took the more dangerous route, the more like scary route by just kind of doing my own thing and not necessarily, even now, I don't really stick to a squad. I got friends and everything, but I mainly move solo. And so- mm.
1: um, It's the best I,
0: I, way. By doing that, it has its risks and, but the thing is the the, the rewards come with the risks and like it, it made me tough and it made me strong and it, it helped me endure a lot and because i can endure that much
1: i am confident in my future in my you know skills and all that would it be safe to say that like having that mindset reinforces the the strength of the art like does it just make it more like give you that extra focus yeah i say um there's no
0: uh there's no reason to be anything that i'm not because it's it's, it's literally free music you know mm-hmm. uh it definitely strengthens the art because it's just me and it's just like i'm telling my story and i'm telling it from my side and i'm just i'm just giving them the real and so i feel like it it gives kind of like more credibility
1: to the art doing it my way you know i i, I could talk to you all night about your lyrics right because every single track there's lines where you say things which which is so dope and it's like it's their quotables in their own right but I, I just picked out a couple because, like, honestly, it would be all night. But the line where you say, I am proud I'm black, there's nothing I can't do, it's, like, it's, it's almost reminiscent of something that was said in the civil rights era, like, when James Brown, you know, said I'm black and I'm proud, and it's, like, and it's got, kind of, I'm not saying you took it from that, but you, you, it's, like, it echoes that, and you, you kind of, it's, like, you flipped it and brought it to, like, a 2021 version, and it's, it's a dope message, like, again, it's, like, you don't, it's not something you hear that much, in rap, like an overt, dope line like that. It's sick. You know, it's, it's definitely something that people need right now, you know? Right. How you finding what's going on in America right now with the whole situation um with the police? Because from over here to us, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's just mad, man. It's just to see, like, it's like it's nonstop. It's like just when you think, okay, you have got some kind of resolution on what's going on. And it's just like, it just happens again, like, week in, week out. Like, like, in yeah. your perspective, like, when, when, when do you, how do you think it could ever stop? Um, I think that, you know, there has to be a
0: change to the system, you know? Uh, I think the the system in the United States has to be uprooted and recreated, you know? Like, they need to reimagine what it is to have a justice system because justice only works for a certain group of people out here. And we all know what group that is. So um, I, I just, I think like a lot of other black people in the United States, uh, I have no faith in, in the system. Uh, I, I don't believe that it protects me. Uh, at this point, it's not just the cops. It's the people that are putting guns in these cops' hands and turning them into murderers. Like, you know, it's, um, uh, at the end of the day, every police officer is, you know, chosen by somebody to be. In that position. And every time that um every time that a cop murders somebody and there's no consequences, they're just continuing the cycle because racist people are noticing that cops get away with the murder of black people and cops get away with the murder of anybody. And I feel like people are now and li- like they're now signing up to be a police officer so that they actually can murder somebody, you know? Because this is what they really wanna do. And I think that it's gonna be a cycle that's never ending. The more that justice is not served, the more murders will happen. And, you know, cause people, people see an access point doing all of the negative things that they wanna do. If they wanna murder somebody, if you really want to murder somebody and you don't want the consequences, what are you gonna do in the United States? Be a cop, like because if you just kill somebody on the street, you're gonna to go to jail. There'll be repercussions. But if you know, if if you're a police officer and you have a badge, you might just get you know fired, and that's it. You're Not going to jail. And um, I think it's a sad reality of the United States, and I think it'll stop as if you know police officers actually pay for their crimes, you know, and that's literally the only solution. But the more it keeps on going like this, the
1: worse it will get. When, when do you think there's going to be a point where people are just like, you know what, enough is enough? Because I, I thought we kind of reached that last year with the George Floyd situation. I thought, cause that, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying this from, perspective of someone out here in the uk like that 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 situation woke up. it affected the world you know so from again i'm just saying like i'm just talking to you from someone outside of the u.s it's like it's just it's just it what's gonna happen next like how long you know what how yeah i don't know what it's gonna take before there's only so much people can take right yeah i think i think it It won't change, bro, like
0: until somebody in power wants it to change. Um, Either that or things start blowing up, you know, the right, the right buildings start blowing up and the right people start dying. Um, Like, I think if poor people dying in general, if it's just us, then it'll never change. It has to be like, like important heads start to roll and quote unquote important uh like it, it doesn't affect you until it's in your backyard you know and so i don't know what it's going to take man but the united states you know it, it comes it has a very dark past and right now that past is kind of like rare in its ugly head and you can no longer sweep it under the rug because people have iphones and instagram and twitter and you know you can't stop it it's coming you know it's everything is coming to
1: light so mm. I hear that. I hear
0: that. Why did you actually call it
1: Tequila Sunrise?
0: It's a it's a funny story. Uh we were actually in uh in static studio in Tequila Sunrises. And um we just one of my friends just really uh came up with his name. He was like, Yo, To Sunrise, To Sunrise. So when we actually broke it down, we were like, That's a dope name because it's like uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that wanna you know take away the light and take away your light as a person so that's why we, we called it to kill a sunrise it's like people really trying to kill a sun's rise you know what i mean but right. but it can't be stopped oh the whole and that's the whole point is that you know you can't you know so
1: i like the joint um the cold and there's a line mm-hmm. where you say I, I play my new shit, but they're still dissecting my last shit." like yeah. it, does does it does it get frustrating sometimes when you still when people are still catching up with stuff that you was on like years ago that you was creating years ago? No, I think
0: it's I think it's beautiful. Um I take pride in my old music, you know? Like I think a lot of people, a lot of artists are like, nah, listen to my new shit, you know? But I love it when people discover old stuff. You know? um i feel like i make as much music as i make because i feel like this is my purpose for you know being here right now right now my purpose is to just make music and put it out for people to enjoy and be inspired and so i'm mm-hmm. never selfish with with the music i always keep it coming because i feel like a deep sense of, of um responsibility you know and mm-hmm. uh you so I never get frustrated. I always just be like, "Yeah, where you?" I, I appreciate when people point out the old stuff because it's like it. I don't want that music to be forgotten. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I hear that. I like the new joint outside. Like again, it's it's hard again. Like every, every you know, everything you do is dope, and there's a depth to it. And you know, you you've got them kind of lyrics that make you press rewind, just you know, decode what you were saying. You know, like furthermore. Mm-hmm. But, but who's that on the chorus? Um, that's, my, that's me and my son. So <laughs> my Dope. son does a little boy. Yeah. So how how is that? Like, you know, you're in rap. There's a lot of positive elements, a lot of positive, positive aspects. There's also the more negative and, you know, the, there's a context for that and everything else. But but how is it like being a father and, you know, you, you, you make a conscious effort to like put, the positive element in your music because well your, your your music is is totally positive bro i it's got that feel good vibe to it it's just if you are going through it on a certain day just put on one of your projects and it's like you know what i mean it's like it's gonna help you get day. Hey, like where's that come from how, how do you manage to put that throughout your music uh, i think it's from times in my life
0: you know and uh I've always highlighted and tried the, the the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and even in the darkest of times in my life, I always made the most positive music. I, I try, you know, uh, I try to keep the story going and show people that it gets better, you know. So even when my life was hard, I always try to make the next project project even more positive in some way than the last one, you know, because I want to show a story of growth, you know, and um and like positive manifestation. And like, I always looked at music like it's a very spiritual thing. So I would never, I don't think I would ever put out a project that was like rooted in negativity. And I feel like my first couple of projects that, you know a lot of people have never even heard, they have more of those, more of the dark aspect that I leave out of my newer music because that's, it shows the progression. It shows like that things get better. Uh, the more you, the more you try, and the more energy you put into your your spiritual and emotional growth and all that. And yeah, I want people to listen to it and and be in a better place. There's a lot of people that hit me up and tell me, "Yo, your last project really got me through a tough time last year." Like seriously. And for me, that's the best compliment, you know, because if I can help anybody out it means a lot to me because like a lot of times I needed somebody to help me out, you know? And so the fact that I could be that for somebody else, satisfaction. And lately I've been listening to my music and I've been really, you know, I've been reading a lot and learning a lot and, you know, doing a lot of self-reflection and now even my music makes more sense to me than it did a year ago. Because the things I was saying, I wasn't necessarily taking my own advice, and now I kind of I, I listen, and I'm able to kind of like take in my own music in a different way,
1: and it's just you know spiritual. You know? Where does that influence come from? Is, is it is it is it like the church? Is it family? Is it like stuff that you're reading?
0: Um, yeah, it's stuff that I read. Uh, I've been reading this book called uh, I'm reading this book called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's it's been it's been helpful in you know my own journey, uh, but yeah, books books will really do
1: that, you know. Movies, you know, uh, and just life. How did fatherhood have an impact on on your life and what you're doing? Because it's dope that you're involving your son in the music like early. You know, it's it's um it's the realest thing you could do.
0: Yeah, my son plays a big role in everything in my life. Um uh he's the reason why I work as hard as I do. Um a lot a, a big part of my spiritual growth and my emotional growth is based on balancing family and work and my my own self-preservation, you know? Uh it's like finding that balance and he he pushes me to do so because he's so important to me. You know, he pushes me to be the best version of myself because when I'm with him, I want to be 100 percent present. I want to be the best dad that I can possibly be. And so because I want to be the best dad I could possibly be, I'm at the same time trying to be the best person and always working harder to be that. And even when he's not around, trying to make decisions that are going to make him proud of me, you know, and and so he he just makes me a better person.
1: Like that's dope. That's dope. Well look, the new joint outside that's about to drop real soon. Like what what what's next after that? Is the new project on the way? Like what what can we look out for?
0: Yeah, I'm most likely gonna drop more singles. Um in 2020 I, I remember saying that I just wanted to drop a whole bunch of music and I did, but still not as much as I wanted to. And I feel like this year, uh I just wanna really flood the streets with music. And I want to go into summer, just like really going crazy, and have so much music out that it's just nuts. And um, and good music, quality. Not just I'm not just dropping anything. I'm really taking my time with it. And so yeah, I'm gonna put out an album, uh, in summertime. I'm gonna put out some singles before that, and after that, I might just put out something else. You know what I mean? Just like drop some old music, but it's gonna be a good year.
1: I mean, it, it over here, we're starting to open back up. Like, festivals are getting planned, getting booked. I'm getting booked for shows. Like it, looks like, it looks like, it looks like September and October is going to be, like, the new summer, basically. Because that's when it looks like everything's going to be popping off out here. You got any plans to come over here to the UK or the rest of Europe to do any kind of shows or anything? Yo, that would be dope because I'd rather be over there than be
0: over here right now. You know? <laughs> so... I would love to be in the UK and do some shows, man. Uh, international shows is something I really want to do right now.
1: All right, yo, let's try. Let's try to hook something up, man. Like I've done a few things out here. Um, you know, I brought Joey Badass out here for his first show. push a T, like a whole gang of people, like you know, let we should connect, man. To try and make something happen. That'd be dope. Bro, let's do it. I might be I might be boycotting shows in the, in the US if, if it keeps on
0: going like this. You know, seriously. So let's talk
1: i hear that
0: i'm seriously thinking about um doing a boycott of shows in the us you know because of just the way everything is going out here it's like i yeah. feel like i feel like in a lot of other um countries you know people take a stand like artists take a stand and i for some reason in the us because everything is driven by the dollar um it doesn't really it doesn't really work like that and so i want to because I'm independent I want to be one of the first artists to actually be like bro I'm not performing in a country where we do this to our people you know and um so the I'm bro when I tell you like I want to do big shows out in the uk and in Paris and in uh, and, uh in Berlin and all that like I'm really I'm really thinking about doing an
1: international tour just just internationally <laughs> I hear that and then, are you aware of what's going on over here in the UK? Is there any artist that might have caught your ear? Because it's kind of like, we we kind of got our own kind of like rap renaissance going on out here. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of artists that are starting to pop off and do some, some dope things. But is there anyone that may have caught your ear or that you're paying attention to? I mean, me and my cousin listen to a lot of Stormzy, you know. But so,
0: I know there's way more talent out there, you know what I mean? And it's something that I got to dig into uh yeah that's i'm definitely interested in like learning more about uk rap because
1: i know they're doing some dope stuff bro yeah it's crazy like the way that it's just blown in like the last five years is is really a different day out here so but there's still a massive massive thirst and appreciation for us hip-hop as well so um the, the last show that i saw out here before the lockdown started was yb and corday he he and like his his fans, are, the show that I went to was crazy. It was like it was yeah. It's it's for every style of hip hop, there's a fan base, you know. No matter what style you're doing and everything, so it's like I said, there's there's a very very strong appreciation out here for what you guys do over there and what what our own guys do over here. So, alright, well, let's get
0: like I'm trying to get out there ASAP. You feel me? Yeah.
1: All right. Well, look, let's hook something up and then. Outside, that's going to be dropping in a minute, brand new banger. Um, is there anything that you want to let your fans know worldwide? Because, you know, a lot A lot of people have been talking about you for a minute, and I think it's only going to get bigger with what you're going to be dropping this year.
0: Yeah, I just want to say thank you. I want to say, uh, you know, thank you for everything, for streaming my music during the pandemic, uh, for every time you bought an album, every time you watched a YouTube video. Uh, it means a lot and i will be all over the world doing shows and i can't wait to see everybody and really connect with y'all on a different level i know i've dropped so much music in the past year and a half and there's more to come and so i promise it will be very special and we're gonna do crazy stuff internationally you know and it's gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that every ticket is worth it you know
1: so, I mean, that's 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 how that's how some of the legendary artists did it back in the day. Like, again, you know, I've been studying some of what James Brown did. And, you know, I read the Quincy Jones uh, biography, and, and he was saying, like, a lot of jazz artists, like, back in the day, they just focused on Europe rather than the U.S. and everything. And they popped up over there, if not before, or as much as when they were in, in, in the U.S. But it's like, you, you, you could... If you get right with the right promoters, like, you could you could really do a dope European tour, like, and, and it, it would have you sick because it's it's almost like, it, it could end up being a thing, you know, the boycott tour. Like, it could end up being a whole thing that other artists start doing. Like, it could be a whole network or whatever. It's a crazy concept.
0: Yeah, seriously, man. Like, I, I even, I want to make it even bigger by, like, wherever we go we put on artists that are in that area, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, you want to do kind of like a traveling festival where it's like, if we go to, if we go to Germany and we do a show, it's like, we'll, we'll have like six artists from Berlin opening for me, you know, and have a Mm -hmm. whole day. Like we have giveaways and, you know, gift bags for everybody type shit, you know, it's like a a real, like where it's just like, yo, that wasn't just a show that was like, that almost I almost feel like I came from a festival. When I saw I saw mad talent, I learned about mad new artists, and I got to see my favorite artists perform, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we wanna make we want to make an experience, like, and that's why we want to do a lot of less shows, but shows that mean more to the people, you know? And that's the plan. So
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when we
0: come from the UK, I would love to I would love to work with you on something big. We wanna do
1: something. Yeah. Bro, you know? Definitely, definitely. Just to touch on that, like, as an artist, right, you know, we all found out at the same time, you know, this time last year, like, that the world was going to be on a lockdown and everything else. How was that to, like, actually see that your music was being streamed or it was popping, you know, as normal or if not more than ever before? Because I feel like people needed music to listen to more than ever, you know. Was that, did that, was that inspire you or encourage you more or was it like a relief? Yeah, it is. I mean, I was always a,
0: a music-first kind of artist. You know, I always focus on the music. Like, I, I know what it feels like to not be able to afford a, a concert ticket, but I can listen to an album. I can pay $10 for an album. Remember back, back in the day, it was like you get the CD, you know? Mm. So, like, all my life, music for me has never really been at a concert and seeing this person live. Music for me... And for a lot of my friends who couldn't afford those luxuries was, you know, listening to your favorite artist on on a train and, you know, on your walk to school. And so uh, for me, the most important thing is always the fact that people are listening to me on their way to work, on their way to school, in their bedrooms, you know, while they're cleaning on a Sunday. Uh, And so that just inspired. That definitely inspired me to even make even more music. Cause right now people are really all all they can really experience is listening to the music the way they they normally do. So now I'm I'm really inspired to even make just make more music and you know, and flood the streets with music so people have that to comfort them in in dark times so they can feel good even better in happy times. It's like as long as they have the music,
1: I'm happy. That's dope, man. That's dope. And listen, Cole, it's been it's been real dope talking to you, man. It's like I said, your music is mad inspiring. It's it's mad positive. I'm a fan, I'm fully on board. So like anything you're doing, or just 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 send it to me, whatever. Like I got you over here. And then yo, just, just keep putting out them positive vibes to the whole world, man. It's needed. All right, thank you, bro. Be safe out here.